Can't believe it. Americans stabbed in the back 206 days since Joe promised he wouldn't abandon them and stabbed them in the back. Uh, this breaking as we come on the air this afternoon, U.S. officials saying that a Russian attack on Ukraine, meaning a full on assault, is imminent. Um, and apparently Ukraine is claiming that the there's been a mass attack on their cyber systems. Uh, listen, cyber warfare is something we we better get a hold of and we better understand. Look, I want to say something that everybody seems to be missing here and why we're here and why this is happening. And it's and it's it's it may sound political, but it's really not. It's just basic, simple common sense. Why is it when you look at the history, let me start with the history, and then I'm going to tell you who's responsible. And, you know, where does Putin's territorial ambitions end? You know, Putin invades Georgia, 08, sets up a puppet government, uh, does the same thing with client states in Belarus and Moldova. And in 2014, he annexes Crimea. That was under Biden Obama, remember? So what comes next if you look at his remarks just prior to the annexation of these two republics and the it, recognizing their independence and sending in peacekeeping forces, if you look at Putin's remarks, he's telling you what his thinking is. He did it on July 12th. He did it this week. He'll do it again. And based on these public remarks, it looks though like there's no end to his ambition. Now, does it go as far as him being hell-bent on restoring the old Soviet Union? Well, you have to think if he is successful in the efforts that he's engaged in now, and I don't see anything in the way to stop him, um, that that could very well, if it's not imminent, be a longer-term play. Because, you know, he's now also added all three Baltic countries to his list of so-called unfriendly nations. Well, are they going to become targets of Putin's territorial ambitions? You know, one article put it, quote, Baltic citizens worry you're next on Russia's menu. Now, that gets complicated, too, because the Baltic states are members of NATO. So does that mean the U.S. would be drawn into war? Uh, Well, there's a poll out on that today, and it turns out that only 26 percent of Americans say the U.S. should play a major role in this conflict at all, according to a new AP poll that just came out. And by the way, count me. Among the what seventy four percent that say we 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 are not going to put one American boot on the ground at all, what we should have probably been doing, what NATO should have been doing, what Western Europe should have been doing is letting arming as all of this planning has taken place over these many months. It's very reminiscent of the lead up to Afghanistan and the Taliban making their march from the south all the way up, you know, to the point where they they surround the airport. And and literally, we had all that time to get every American out, every green card holder out, every Afghan ally out, all our military equipment out, and nobody lifted a finger. And by the way, there's even a report that condemns Biden for missing the opportunity, the window that was open for months. And <clears throat> the same thing here. The world saw that this Putin-Russian buildup of military might on the border with Ukraine, and we've done nothing. Weakness is certainly not an option. And and this is why the tape that I played yesterday, both on radio and television, of Donald Trump's statements confronting all of Europe, and NATO in particular, 
Why, why are we paying the overwhelming amount of monies to protect our NATO allies from Russia while simultaneously all of these other NATO countries that are not paying anywhere near even their percentage of GDP that America's paying, that they're making Russia rich again by doing these multi-multi-billion dollar energy deals with Putin. And But if you, if you want to get to the root cause of all of this, and root causes matter, it's Joe Biden's economic and energy problem that and energy policies that have put us in this position. If Joe Biden, who inherited energy independence, if Joe Biden, who inherited America as a net exporter of energy, Donald Trump accomplished that in four years, something that had not been accomplished in 75 years, would have just kept those policies in place instead of taking a wrecking ball to the U.S. oil and gas industry and our our production of such in this country, knowing that, of course, it's the lifeblood of the world's economy, not giving into the the Bernie Biden manifesto, the new Green Deal climate change cultists that represent the Democratic Socialist Party today. Had he not blocked the new Keystone XL pipeline, if if he didn't put drilling efforts in Alaska on a permanent hold and, and shut down exploration that Donald Trump had opened up in Anwar, had he not disrupted new exploration and development auctions in the rest of the country, had he not suspended new exploration on federal lands, had he, you know, had he not hurt American liquefied natural gas production by lifting sanctions of Russia's Nord Stream 2 pipeline, we wouldn't be in this position. You know, and, and ironically, think about this. In 2021, Joe Biden himself imported 232 million barrels of oil from Russia in one year. In 20, I'm sorry, in 2021, since he became president, that first year, 232 million barrels of oil imported from Russia. Now, by us not making efforts, and, and this is something that could be rectified, and I've said this about all of the problems we're now facing. Every single problem America's facing today was preventable and is fixable. You start with the borders. Okay, it didn't have to happen. We didn't have to have a, a record-breaking year in 2021 of, of illegal immigrants entering the country in the middle of a pandemic. But Joe Biden let that happen by getting rid of the stay in Mexico policy, stop building the wall, and bringing back not only catch and release, but process and release, and then free transportation and no COVID tests because, oh, they're not going to be here very long. And, of course, no vaccine mandates. And then literally in the dark of night, or as Jen Psaki calls them, early morning flights, sending illegal immigrants all over the country to every state, and those states then becoming financially responsible for food and water and shelter and health care and, and education. At enormous cost at a time we can't afford it. But but all of that could have been prevented and we can go back and we can fix it by reinstating the Trump policies. It's that simple. By giving up energy independence, Joe's economic socialist policies, you know, giving into the, the climate change alarmist cult known as the New Green Deal Socialist Democratic Party, um, we wouldn't have made all of these changes 
we would still be energy independent. We can return to energy independence. We could do it expeditiously. It'd be great for our national security. We won't need to worry about the Straits of Hormuz. We won't need to be begging OPEC to produce more oil. We won't be importing a drop of oil from Russia. We'll have enough for ourselves. And then returning to being net exporters of energy. That would be a huge help to our friends in Europe, our allies in Europe, our allies in NATO. But we're not going to do that either. Because I can't, under, I can't see any scenario where Joe Biden would have enough common sense to to change course. You know, this this Biden war on U.S. energy has financed Vladimir Putin's Ukraine invasion. It's that that simple. I saw a great comment by uh, Lawrence Kudlow, and he's absolutely he noted this yesterday. Handing America's energy customers, we pushed our allies and NATO right into Putin's arms because of his radical energy and economic policies. And he's done that damage. He's And in the process, you know, not only it's good for foreign policy, again, Straits of Hormuz, Middle East, Russia, we don't care what happens. It's good economically because guess what? The biggest driver of inflation right now, a 40-year high, is the high cost of energy. Everything we buy in every store, as I say, every day costs more because it costs more to get it there. Heating and cooling your home costs more because energy costs more. Filling up your gas tank. All of this, this is all, again, it was all preventable, but it's also all fixable. You know, this war against fossil fuels has made Russia and Vladimir Putin rich as hell, and it's now financing his military territorial ambitions and adventures. And if we were producing you know, at 13 million barrels a day, as we did pre-pandemic, instead of 11 barrels, as we do now, oil prices would be substantially lower and Putin would be significantly poorer. And we'd also, in the process, create high-paying career jobs and we'd drop that, those, those record high inflation numbers pretty much overnight. It'd be dramatic. You know, it is, it, it, Russia had, we have more natural resources than they do. You know, Biden turns literally there was an article in today's uh, New York Post and Wall Street Journal on the 19th of January. You know, now that this crisis, you know, is what it is and soaring energy prices, you know, Biden's nuclear negotiators in the Vienna apparently are suddenly ready to make a deal and give concessions to Iran. And the mullahs there to rejoin this dumb Obama Biden nuclear deal. It's the dumbest, most dangerous foreign policy blunder ever. But apparently Biden is willing to green light this deal, uh, which would stipulate in exchange for Iran's pledge to pump more oil. So he's asking OPEC, Russia and Iran to pump oil when we have more natural resources than they do. How stupid is this 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 man? How dumb is he? How dangerous is all of this? It's an article out today, gas prices in parts of California, $6 a gallon. Well, that the, the Atlantic had a piece about the coming energy shock in this country. You better you better wake up to it, because if you think the buck fifty more a gallon you're paying now is a lot, okay, this continues for any lengthy period of time. There's only so much of our, our oil preserves that we can take out. Oil now jumped nearly 100 bucks a barrel as it is. You know, this could push inflation to over 10% now. 
you know, the S&P 500 correction, this, this can be what Lawrence Summers predicted, a full-blown recession. I think it's happening. And, you know, Bidenflation, who's it, who's it disproportionately impacting? The poor and the middle class in this country. Gas prices were increasing before the invasion. Guess what? It's only going to get worse from here. By the way, Americans see how bad Joe is with this situation with Russia and Ukraine. Only 36% of Americans approve of his policies here. On the economy, only 37% approve. Um, I mean, it's just a disaster on every level. Anything, you know, why didn't NATO, why didn't our Western European allies, why didn't Joe Biden think um, maybe while Putin is building up uh, all his troop strength and bringing all this military equipment, um, why didn't they take the position then that maybe they needed to help Ukraine defend themselves? Rather than if, if again, if, if that's what they wanted to do, because there's nothing to stop Putin at this point in time. The Heritage Foundation had done an analysis. We used to do what is called the Defender Series Joint Exercises with NATO allies. An army considered it a tremendous success. They slashed that by $339 million. Uh, in June, the Heritage Foundation reported on the devastating impact of Joe's budget cuts and concluded the Army's budget... Uh, to keep pace with Biden inflation uh, was a loss of seven billion dollars in purchasing power. You, how do you run an army by cutting back that amount of money uh, in terms of the House leadership? They took Biden to task over all of this, arguing that the president's failed policies. All of this emboldened Joe Biden made this possible for Vladimir Putin, his economic policies and his energy policies. I can't be any more direct than that. It caused the inflation to go to a 40-year high. Everything we pay for costs more. It also pushed our allies into the arms of Vladimir Putin because whether these new Green Deal, climate change, alarmist, cultist, uh, socialist Democrats want to admit it or not, it is the lifeblood of the world's economy. And Biden consistently chose to go along with his radical base, consistently chose appeasement policies, and this is the predictable results. And Putin's argument for dominating Ukraine, it foreshadows way more aggression. I mentioned Belarus. I mentioned his recent comments about the Baltics. Uh, we're now being told that our government expects a full-on invasion within hours, that it is imminent, and that a cyber attack is already underway by the Russians against Ukraine. And now Ukraine's drafting reservists from 18 to 60. I mean, that that's how dire that situation is. But they're just outmanned, outnumbered in, in, in every way imaginable. It's an unmitigated, preventable disaster, just like is handling of COVID, energy, economics, and the border. You get the inside story that no one else has and the behind the scenes chatter that the mainstream media doesn't even know about. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right. Biden administration, by the way, thanks, Scott Shannon, 25 to the top of the hour. 
Biden administration is warning Ukraine of full-scale Russian invasion is imminent and that a full Russian cyber attack on Ukraine is underway. Uh, but, the, you know, I, I listen to some people and how they don't understand how we got here is pretty inexplicable to me. It's not hard to figure any of this out. American people seem to have figured it out as evidenced by you know, only 26% say the U.S. should play a major role in the conflict. When, no, we can't play a role in the conflict. What we've got to watch out, be on the lookout for is why aren't we assisting a sovereign nation or seeing what's, what's going to play out here? It's not hard to figure out what the territorial ambitions are as of now, whether they grow broader over time, depending on the world reaction to what Putin does and and the policies of of basically handing Putin, you know, this this influx of monies because Joe Biden's energy economic policies, you know, artificially reduce the world supply of oil as demand remains constant and even gets higher. It is it is so frustrating to watch this and not understand. Most people not understand what is happening here. And uh, I, 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 I you you watch this. You see what is at stake here, and um, it is it, it has the potential to be a disaster. Now, the answer is simple. Yeah, we, we can now take back the mantle of being the world's, being energy independent and a net exporter of energy. That would help push our allies into our arms. Uh, it would strengthen our alliances and it would also hurt Russia's financing. You know, we have satellite images showing Russia massing even more forces along the Ukrainian border. Uh, okay, uh, is that a surprise to anyone? Because that's not a big surprise to me. Putin in a new video calls Russia's core interests non-negotiable. Okay, so what's the point? I mean, everybody in the world, well, we'd like to sit down and have a dialogue. Is there something we could do for you? Uh, you don't negotiate with a hostile actor while he's got a gun pointed at an independent country's head. You tell him, move your troops and we'll talk. Otherwise, we're done with you. But the problem is our allies can't be done with him. And, and that is extraordinarily dangerous. You know, this desperate effort, if this Wall Street Journal report is true about America and the Iran deal that they're bringing back, which is insanity, would also include importing oil from Iran. Well, so we're going to import oil from Iran, OPEC nations, and Russia. Uh, that makes so much sense when we have more resources available to us here at home. That, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. I got to tell you, um, the I, I I just watch this and I just. I am stunned that there are people having a hard time in any way figuring out all of this. You know, and then the media is mad at Donald Trump for calling Putin savvy. Putin took advantage of Joe's weakness and stupidity. This adherence to climate change alarmism, this is the natural result of all of this. Higher prices on everything you buy at every store you go to. That's why it's a 40-year high. Then, of course, increasing, reducing supply, demand remains constant or increases. Well, that raises the prices of a barrel of oil. Well, guess what? The people that are actually producing it 
they're making more money. And they're making more money because Joe Biden, radical Green New Deal socialist that rule the roost in Washington, these are the policies they want. I have no idea what Pete Buttigieg, what is he? Transportation. If you've eaten something today, if you've gotten dressed this morning, if you like the device you're using to read this, thank a truck driver. Now we need to make sure these essential workers get the compensation and working conditions that they deserve. Oh, okay. Um, On that note, um, you can see the media and, and Nancy Pelosi and everybody. Tell you what you think about this. The Pentagon apparently intends to deploy hundreds of National Guardsmen to prevent the 100% peaceful Freedom Trucker Convoy. And um, the only way the American convoy can be successful is is if they follow their Canadian counterparts and they've got to be peaceful. That's just standard operating procedure. Um, Now, what's amazing about this is that the Pentagon is going to deploy hundreds of National Guardsmen to prevent these freedom trucker convoys from disrupting President Biden's State of the Union dress. I think it's scheduled for next Tuesday. Oh, and uh, one of the squad members, I think it's Congresswoman Omar. No, is it Congresswoman Talib is going to give uh, some post-reaction response of some kind. I don't know. Anyway, it's interesting because Democrats didn't lift a finger for the 574 left-wing riots that burned through American cities, killing dozens of Americans in the summer of 2020, causing billions in property damage, injuring thousands of cops with bricks, rocks, bottles, Molotov cocktails, as I like to remind people. But what's interesting, as you now see that Nancy Pelosi and and Mayor Bowser are closely monitoring the Freedom Trucker convoy very, very closely. So the guard is going to be called up. As a matter of fact, D.C. Mayor Bowser, you know, has been accused of a overreaction because she's already approved guard members to be deployed. Now, what was my point about January 6th? If the real purpose of the committee was to prevent something like January 6th from ever happening again, Um, then they would genuinely ask the question, well, is it true? Because on Sean Hannity's television show, Cash Patel, who is the Secretary of Defense Chief of Staff, uh, Mark Meadows, the President's Chief of Staff, and President Trump, three of the five people in the room, have not once but at least twice, all three of them, confirmed to me on television that Donald Trump authorized as required by law the as bringing up as many as 20,000 National Guards troops. He did that on January 4th in anticipation of the large crowds that would be there on January 6th. Now, why would the president authorize this, you might ask? Well, because they expected large crowds. There's always bad actors in large crowds. We just came up off a summer of rioting, as I just mentioned, 574 of them. But the president did what he was legally authorized to do, and then it became the the under the direction of Speaker Pelosi, now that the president authorized it, she had the right to call them in. That jurisdiction went to her. She is in charge of protecting the Capitol. But the chairman of the committee, Benny Thompson, says, no, she's off limits. We've, we've played that tape for you before. Why is she off limits? Why, is, why are her communications off limits? What about the sergeant of arms? Why is he off limits? What about the D.C. police chief? 
Uh, he's the one that also requested on six separate occasions the guard be called in. Why didn't they call up the guard? They knew there was going to be a march on the Capitol. They knew tensions were high. They knew they had a massive crowd coming to town. But by now calling in the guard and monitoring the Freedom Trucker convoy headed to D.C. closely and and D.C. Mayor Bowser, who in writing rejected Donald Trump's offer of the National Guard, well, I guess one has to say that I guess they really deep down know that that would have been the answer. And had they followed through on what Donald Trump had authorized as required by law, then January 6th wouldn't have happened. Because obviously they've learned something. Then you have to ask the the question, well, why wouldn't that be something that the committee would be interested in? Because none of the people that were in that chain of command to make that decision that refused to do it are even being requested any information from it's 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 just political that's why i say it's a foregone conclusion pre-written report you know they don't want the answer but they're telling us they know the answer because we don't need 574 riots where is that committee how did that happen in this country how does a vice president support a bail fund for people you know, involved in, in burning the burning down of a police precinct and and not have any committee investigating. Why would you support such a bail fund? Why are you praising the defunding of the police in Los Angeles the way Kamala Harris did? Now, I think all of this is going to have an impact on the elections. Um, here it is. It is a squad member will deliver a formal response to Joe Biden's State of the Union address. This is going to be interesting. And it's going to be given by Congresswoman Tlaib of Michigan. And she's apparently expected to really hammer away at moderate Democrats who have stymied Biden's new Green Deal socialism and build back broke. Um, There is a phenomenon now growing around the country. A new poll out shows Republicans making massive gains with Hispanic Americans since Joe Biden has become president. The Democratic Party advantage now has slipped pretty dramatically there's almost full parity this is not the first poll that shows that 538 is pointing out the democratic support for biden is starting to evaporate according to them perhaps what is most striking is that optimism among biden's democratic base their words not mine has started to evaporate issues such as the ongoing pandemic numerous failed campaign promises voting rights police reform and expanded social safety net have impacted biden's standing among democrats now ask yourself a question if democrats are abandoning biden who's going to support him emerson poll when you look at independence in particular inflation is seen by far as the biggest concern they have i told you yesterday the former new york city mayor bloomberg is warning the democratic party of a midterm wipeout unless there is an immediate course correction i don't really see that happening uh the gop which was at a what 15 16 point deficit in terms of generic ballot has now opened up a wide point a nine point lead in in this um so the numbers are changing and changing rather dramatically also out of texas to back up the The demographic data around the country is early voting data suggesting Hispanic Americans in Texas are shifting to the GOP. And that is continuing, which is is good news for the Republicans. And I'll tell you why. There's not a single thing. What is Joe Biden? All these problems I talk about from the border, the mess down there 
everything we talk about with the economy, inflation, 40-year high, everything we talk about, supply chain crisis, look at the handling of COVID, how did you inherit three vaccines and monoclonal antibodies and run out of two years into the, literally at the two-year mark, starting year three of the pandemic, how did you run out of tests? How did you run out of monoclonal antibodies? How come you haven't warp, been using warp speed methods to produce these antivirals that every doctor I talk to praises? I, I don't know a whole lot about those in particular. I know monoclonals uh, have worked great. I know they've taken away emergency usage for Regeneron and Eli Lilly, but I know that GSK, Citrovimab, uh, is the monoclonal antibody of choice that still is available but it's it's a hard time you're having a hard time finding it we lost nearly 3,000 americans still yesterday don't think it's not out there it's still out there uh you know on target by the way biden i've talked with putin about the proposition that certain critical infrastructure should be off limits to attack period i gave them a list i don't have it in front of me if I'm mistaken, uh, 16 entities defined as critical infrastructure from the energy sector to our water systems. This, this is why, the, why would you tell Putin, as he did last June, the 16 critical entities that would cripple America if hit by a Russian cyber attack? <clears throat> by the way, apparently Ukraine now, again, the Pentagon saying Russia could attack Ukraine at any time. But Biden did that, you know, Back in June of 2021, what was he thinking? And this gets to the issue of this president can barely walk, talk. He mumbles, he bumbles, he fumbles. It's an embarrassment. But it's a scary embarrassment. And, you know, not too many people are willing to say it openly. I'll tell you that. There's a lot of people. By the way, Ukraine has now officially imposed a national state of emergency. So this... Uh, our Defense Department says this could attack, a full-on attack could happen at any time. What is it that Joe has done to stop the onslaught or stop the invasion? In other words, is there anything that Joe or the West has done that would give Putin reason to pause? I don't see any. Now the question is, how far does Putin go? If you want the long-term strategy that would be most effective... We've got to go back to energy independence and become the biggest net exporter of energy we possibly can and supply the world, especially our allies, with all of their energy needs. I don't see that ever happening under this president. That's three years of this. And watch, Taiwan is next. I pray to God I'm wrong. 